Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sandwich pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Holy Joe, welcome to episode 389 of Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm host Zoe, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Dude, I feel fucking fantastic. Beyond all belief. Niners actually won their game. Actually beat the LA. I'm awesomely, I'm awesomely excited about that. But other than that, man, work's been doing all right. Gaming's actually been going pretty damn well, which I can't wait to tell you guys listening in, like what I have been playing this week, because it's a little bit of like uh, return to form for old Colonel Gables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how have you been, Tyler? Uh, you know, it's been an up and down month for me uh, this week, especially. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I've noticed I'm getting older now, Gables. Um, uh, so I would, I would do a little backtracking here. Uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get a little deep here with Tyler. Um, so about this time a year ago, day before Thanksgiving, to be exact, I lost my, my job I had for years and uh, ended up having to just take a part, uh, getting, uh, ended up working full-time, but was trying to get a part-time of delivering pizzas. And um, ended up actually shockingly getting my unemployment, and I'd just been... You know, then COVID, I'm like, I'm just going to sit for a couple months, work, deliver pizzas and get my employment and go off that and take, take a few months off, you know, uh, just finally have a good time to relax, stuff like that. And then obviously COVID happened, blew that up. So I've been, what my three month plan is basically turned into a year. Um, I'm starting a new job on November 3rd, Yay. Um, a full-time job, but I'm going to keep my delivery job as well. Cause it's, it's good month. Well, different guys. I'm not gonna say who I work for, but, um, if you guys, if someone needs a second, a second job, you know, work a couple days a week or a few days a week, you know, this, this is the one to do. You're going to, you can, if you have a car, it's reliable I'm telling you guys, it's way better than, you know, just getting some, anything else. You're going to make more money. If you look, you know, you want, it's easy and you know, you get a lot of free pizza. So God knows I've gained a lot of weight eat pizza this year, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been doing that, you know, um, but, uh, yesterday I was, uh, I went to his apartment and I, um, I, I was like trying to figure out if I had to go to the first floor or second floor. I wasn't paying attention where I was standing or where I was going. And, uh, to my right was the staircase and there was actually like a, but I didn't realize there was a, a step up to get to the staircase. So it was like a base yeah. and I wasn't paying attention. So I tripped, but Uh-oh. I caught myself, you know, but I like, I, but I like, I, I, my back hurts. Every, I'm a big guy too. If that doesn't help either. But I, you know, I've always been like warehouse shops, lifting a lot of heavy shit. So I've had back, like back pains and spasms here and there, uh, even in my early, early to mid twenties, but I haven't really had a lot too many issues with it since. And, um, just did it just right. Just landed. I was fine, but I felt a pop, but I was like, I felt okay Uh-oh. when I got up and then I got halfway upstairs. And I was just like, Oh, it, it's not like an unbearable pain, but it's just like that pain where you just can't get comfortable. Um, so yeah, I've been in that for a couple of days and it's like, it's sad. I'm like, what, like I was telling someone like, ah, fucking hell. Like, I was trying to get out of the car and I'm just like, ah, I'm trying to get up out of the car. And one of the co-workers like, are you, you staying outside? I was like, are you all right? I'm like, 
fucking fuck the back of was like, what'd you do? I'm like, tripped up the stairs. <laughs> just like fucking Christ. I ended up, uh, I got a, someone gave me a, a muscle relaxer. Um, but I'm a wisdom because of pills. So I took a, a, a half of one last night and that, that helped quite a bit. Uh, I've got another one I'm going to take. Well, I've been drinking. I don't want to take one tonight. I'll take, but I, I've got saved. But uh, I've had a lot of Bengay and ibuprofen in the last couple of days. But it's like, still, it's better today. But you know, because I, I have my day off today. But uh, sitting on, just even like trying to sit on the couch and just get comfortable has been uh, uh, a, a bitch. You know, it's like I just can't. And I don't have the most comfortable couch in the world either. But yeah, it, you know, it makes it even worse. But um, so that's going on. You know, just getting old, all that fun jazz. You know, realizing it's like that. That's like when you really start to realize you're getting older. It's like plus when you hang out with people younger than you, and it's like you start talking to them about things in life, like and like things like oh, I was like eight when that happened. Like what? <laughs> no, you weren't. No, what? It's like I was like fifteen. I was a teenager, and like that that that, that shit hits you too. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, it's it's been a, a it's up and down. You know, so doing positives, negatives. Uh. You know, that, that's a negative, you know, hurt my back. It's still a little bothersome. Uh, on the plus side, I got, I upgraded to a, uh, a new phone. My old phone has been like, just, it, it's fine, but the batteries just, life is terrible on it. Okay. So I've had the iPhone eight plus for like two and a half years. So I got the, uh, iPhone, uh, 11 pro max. Um, uh, and then I bought that on Sunday. Then Tuesday, they announced a new iPhone and lowered the price of the iPhone 11. So, uh, that's a negative. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was like it was only like a hundred bucks, but I mean, still, I was like, God damn! Like if I waited like three more days, I could get you know, say a hundred bucks. But um, got that on a positive. I did. Uh, I I bought a uh, a new TV. Oh, I haven't got good. it yet though. Yeah, so I got that coming. Uh, so I I thought forever I had I I bought this TV I have now. Uh, 2016. So I've had for no 2017. So I've had it almost four years now. And it's just, I thought it was a 70 inch forever. I don't know why I thought it was, but it's actually a 60 inch. And um, they have like, the Prime day, uh, day sales going on with Amazon. So a lot of like Best Buy, GameStop, and Walmart, and a lot of places are having sales. So I, I bought a, um, I have a line of credit with uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart. So I was able to, and I didn't have anything on it. So they had a fucking $1,500 TV for 800 bucks. So I got a 75 inch coming. I get that next week, and then I got like a sound bar with it. I never had a sound bar before, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, and then I, I got like a new TV stand because I got a I, got, I bought a 50 inch at Walmart because I needed a new TV and TV stand for uh, uh, the bedroom and the uh, the, the dresser. I, I bought a dresser instead because I needed a dresser actually too. And the, the dresser is like a half an inch too short to fit the TV stand on, Ooh. but I've got it like wedged in a way where it's fine, but it's like it's leaning back, but it's not gonna fall. But it, it's it's not on there correctly so i'm gonna sell that 50 inch i just bought i only paid like 220 bucks for it i'm gonna sell it to my sister and then i got a tv stand coming for the bedroom i'm gonna make i'm gonna move my dresser around make that like my nightstand anyways but uh that's a positive a negative though is my upstairs neighbor bought a uh a guitar so that's the thing that's happening now oh no yeah like i it's kind of cool like the apartment i live at like it's kind of cool it's it's an older building they're older buildings but in each building there's actually only four apartments in each one two on each floor and what's cool is that the one across from me i'm on the bottom floor and the one across from me is actually like the showroom for the apartment complex so you don't actually um no one lives there and like a couple times a week they they have people come and at least i know that i hear them they they come and they show off the apartment so you never really have to deal with anything there and then um the two people above me, there's one dude the, that lives upstairs across the hall from what would be across the hall from me above the showroom. He's gone like three, four days a week. He's a truck driver. 
and uh, the guy above me, he's like, I don't know, he's, he's, I don't want him to hear me, but he's fucking weird. Um, and I don't, we don't, like, he'll, he'll just, I won't hear him, and, like, I won't see his vehicle for, like, a couple days at a time, and, like, his lights will be, like, he's just gone a lot. I don't know if, like, maybe he has a girlfriend or something, he sp- spends night over there, too, or something, So, but I won't hear from him sometimes for a couple days, but then, like, there'll be days where he's, like, walking around every every night at, like, 3 in the morning, just, like, not being loud, but just walking uh, and I can hear him walking around. Um, one day, like legitimately the scariest thing we've ever seen in my entire life. He came home, had to be on something like tripping or something like had the biggest like sh- smile on his face ear to ear with his eyes popping out of his head. And he just walked through the door and I was letting the dogs in and he's just like, looking at me, smiling. I'm just like, uh, this is how I die. Like I think it was like <laughs> some straight, like fucking it the clown shit. Um, but yeah, so the day he had it, yeah, he was, playing guitar upstairs and um started singing so it's like i mean the walls are pretty like unless you're in like the like the in like the little hallway section that we have here in the stairwell like you can hear pretty well like you can hear everything we're talking about like those walls are thin but like the the walls between the the floors aren't very loud so that's that's helpful like i can like help people over and I, i can barely hear them um, and hopefully they could barely hear me, especially right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so today for a good two hour sesh of just him playing guitar, um, the same six second, it's like an old school NES game where it's that same loop over and over again. Oh no. So that was going on and him singing very badly. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's a down, you know? So there, like I said, there's ups and downs going on this week. Uh, you know, I, I think overall. You know, short-term downs, long-term ups. Unless, of course, the guitar playing keeps going, then that's gonna be a long-term down. Uh, but yeah, it's, but I don't know, hopefully, his lease is up. When's his lease up? Oh shit, his <laughs> lease is not. He I think he moved in like April or May. Fuck, this might be a long six months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, I'll keep you updated. But uh, yeah, that's what's, that's what's going on with me. You know, like you know, but I'm, I'm trying to like move around comfortably. Like I'm fine when I'm like not moving. But it's when I get up, and it's just like, eh. and like I said, it's not like, like on, on like a one that like when the doctor asks you what the, the pain scale is, it's like a three, but it's the, it's like the aggravating like, you know, like someone just kind of poking you right there, and like you yeah. just can't like I said you can't get comfortable. That's what bothers me more than anything. But uh, yeah, they're not doing okay. Uh, drinking a beer, talking to Gables, looking forward to this. You know, always look forward to doing this. We're, we've done this three hundred eighty nine episodes at Gables. We're doing this now. I know, right? It was crazy. We were talking before the show. We were like uh, about when we were a kid, like when we were like 14, 15. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was like 2003, 2004. <laughs> and it's like, and we're talking about like um, uh, one of the games I've been playing this week and I'll talk about was Saints Row the Third. And I was like, that game out 2011. And it's just like, fuck, dude. Like, and then we were talking like when we started the show, we were in our, like our early to mid 20s. <laughs> now we're in our 30s. So it's just, it's crazy how, like, you know, time yeah. flies, man. Like, I still vividly remember doing this first episode, and it doesn't feel like it simultaneously, but it's like kind of 2020. It's like 2020 is flying by, but simultaneously it feels like it's been 15 years. So No shit. Um, but, yeah, it's like kind of the same thing where it feels like like I could, not just yesterday, but also it, it's so long ago. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm doing okay, though. Um I don't know if, I don't have that. Yeah, kind of went all along there. I'm sorry about that, guys. But I don't know anything uh, you want to talk about before we get into the main bits of the show. Uh no, let's get going full steam. All right. Um, 
Well, I, we can just fly through what we've been playing because I don't have much to say. So I'll just run through right. mine real fast. Um, I played a couple games. Like I, t- I just talked about Saints for the Third. Uh, picked it up. Like I actually almost bought it last week for forty bucks. It's like that's what the full price at GameStop when I bought Avengers, and um, I'm like, nah, I'll just wait because I just got Avengers, blah blah. And then um, Prime Day, they had it for fifteen bucks, so I bought that. Um, I've only played the first couple of missions, um, you know, but like, it it it, it definitely looks like he uh, a 2011 game, that's for sure. Um, but uh, I don't know if if like, the looks and feels like the the shooting is like is bad, but I mean the shooting wasn't great back then either, but. I don't know, but it's funny, like, even, like, I just created my character, and I played the first couple, like, the first two or three missions, and it's just funny, like, the humor still hits, you know, and, like, Johnny Gat, uh, like, it's still funny to me, um, you know, I don't know, it just, it's, it just kind of brings back to a fun time, but, uh, yeah, like, it, it, like I said, it definitely feels old, but, like, it, it's that, that humor, and that's one thing I, I was wondering, because, like, I was, like, I would love to have a Saints Row f- uh, 5, even though the Saints Row uh, 4, I, like, uh, remember, Jake and I both had that like as our, like our most disappointing game of the year, and it was still a good game, but it was just like, essentially the third was like was so much like that took that that genre from like being a knockoff GTA game to like its own thing, um, to like then Saints Row Four was like a crackdown ripoff. Um, you can but, even uh, say that they haven't really reached that peak since Saints Row the Third. Well, in my opinion. they haven't. Maybe that's like, but they haven't made a Saints Row game other than a couple DLC things since. And like, Get Out of the Hell was. That DLC, it was fun, but it was like, it was okay. It wasn't like it blow me away when I played that. Like it was, you know, it was fine. But um, I mean, the, the humor in four was like, I think, still some of the best. But I thought the gameplay parts, like, I don't know, the, the whole superhero stuff. The, the game was like, it, the problem with it was the gameplay. Like I said, it's not the most important part, but like it really broke that game very early on, where it's like yeah. you were just overpowered at the whole point where like at least like in saints row the third like in most games like this where it's like you got to build gradually and like do side of side events and like um go throughout the game to like by the end of that game you're like you're just god like you you literally have unlimited ammo and you can't take damage but you have to like work towards that when it's like in saints row four it's like it felt like you just got that early on and it was just like but like I think some of the jokes and the humor were like peak in that game, but like the the, the actual playing, the eighty percent of that game was like it was okay. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, I'm ho- I'm I'm looking forward to playing this morning. Like I said, the, the jokes are still landing. Like like the first like the first mission where like you uh, you like the the planes crashing and oh, yeah. you're jumping and you're falling down and you you're holding the girl and with, with the parachute and the planes flying at you. He's like, all right, so I'm gonna have to let you go. I'm gonna shoot at the windshield, fly through this plane, steal somebody else's parachute, and then I'm gonna catch you. She's like, what? It's like, no, you're not. He's like, yes, I am. And just chucks the girl and then you fly. Then you do what he just said, like shoot through the windshield, kill like six or seven guys, steal some other dude's parachute, and then fly down and catch her. It's just like <laughs> stupid shit like that. Like I, yeah, it's just it's just like the. The best, like, you watch those, like, stupid, fun action movies where, like, the story doesn't make any sense and things are over the top and, and yep. it's, like, all that. And it's, like, but it's junk food. It's it's wonderful. And that's, I mean, it's a perfect game, like, for right now, too. Uh, like, I played, and I talk about, I started playing Avengers last week and I only played, like, the, the first section that's actually offline. You don't have to, like, play any of the online parts of it. And I played a few missions into, like, where the actual, like, the games as a service part starts. And... I really, really like the story and I'm enjoying the story bits and the gameplay is fun, but I hate the games of service part. And that's uh, where everyone else is sort of like in agreement with each other about well, that. So <laughs> the main issue is like, I don't mind like the, so my thing is, okay, 
I don't mind the fact that this game's a service. My problem is like the first like the first like couple hours of the game, the first two or three hours, like you're just it's just a flow of like like a, of like a uh, on rails story game where it's like you know and there's you you load cut to the, like the next section, oh, you get like an uncharted game or something like that. Like you know there's levels and shit to it, and but I love the story, I love the characters, I love everything they're doing, um, and I want to know more about that. But it's like it's the game's service like that part is just kills the flow of this game was like all right kill all these enemies like that's for the, like the guy like said the gameplay is fine it's fun i'm enjoying it but it's like all right i gotta stop i got new gear i gotta add the shit to it or it's like i don't mind it in destiny because like the the story is such like background noise to it like i like we we, I, we told that little story a million times on this podcast about like we beat destiny one i didn't even know we beat destiny one i didn't know that was the final boss i was just like all right cool what's next and you guys are like no that's it that's the game i'm like really that was it <laughs> you know but it's like i had a fun playing the game and like like you know it's just like the the gameplay is a, a blast and it's super well done enough and it's like the you know the point of grinding and all that and like i enjoy that in that game like and like that's a problem with anthem where it's like the gameplay isn't fun enough to like carry me through wanting to do the grinding and all that. And like in this game, like the story is so good. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Like everybody's top notch in this the voice acting. Everything is top notch. And it's like the gameplay. It's just kind of like, like it's a, uh, what's the, uh, fucking the, what was that switch Marvel game that came out last year? The third one. Oh, that's Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah. It's, it's very much like that. Like a more like, just like that, it's like a more like a higher budget Marvel Ultimate Alliance, kind of. It's fine, it's fun, but it's like I don't know. Like I'm going with the flow with the game, and then it's like I'm enjoying the story, I'm enjoying the dialogue between the characters. It's like, well, wait, I gotta stop. I gotta upgrade my. I got new gear. I gotta upgrade this, and then the loading is awful. Like literally, like ninety seconds to two minutes to like load to get back Ooh. to the main section to get back to the war table where oh you, you select your next mission to get to the next level and it's just like i'm having fun like i enjoy like the the cutscenes going into the mission i enjoy the dialogue during the missions i enjoy the cutscenes after the mission but it's the stuff it's like i don't know it's just like after i get done with that cutscene or after i get done with that loading scene it's like i don't want to deal with like fucking going and I gotta select another mission. I gotta go here. I got after the mission's over, you get a bunch of you unlock a new bunch of new shit. Spend five minutes in the menus, uh, upgrading, like putting your new gear on, and then upgrading that gear, figuring out what's best for you, and then going picking the next mission, going to it's like, I don't know. It's just like if if this was just like a mainline, you know, on rails story game, like I would probably have already beaten this game. And I heard the story's only like eight ten hours, and I would have flown through this game. But it's like. I beat that whole first section before you get to the online, the games of service part. I beat that in one sitting. And then it's like, I've done the next three missions and I did the first two missions in one setting. And then I did the next mission a couple of days later. Cause I had to like get myself hyped up. Cause it's like, even when you boot the game up, it's like, it takes you three, four minutes just to get to the war table. Yes. And like I said, then you got to pick the mission. Then you got to wait until another cutscene. So it's like, fuck man. It's like, I don't know. It's just like that. But I mean, that's, you know, it's like also where it's like, you want, you don't, you know, we don't want to wait for things, you know, either, but it's like, I don't know. It's just like, I can just boot up and be playing a game of Madden in two minutes, or I can just watch another episode of Bly Manor or the boys or, um, now I got Saints Row. I can boot that up and just start playing in a couple of minutes. But it's like, I don't know, just like the whole idea of it's like, that's a slog to like getting in. It's just like the, the stopping and the, and all that and like upgrading everything. I don't know. I just, 
I really like this game. I just want to, I just hate the bits where I'm not playing the game, you know? And it's like I said, the gameplay, it's fine. It's not blowing me away. It's not top notch. It's like it is a, you know, it's not, it's a, it's a, you know, kind of button masher kind of game, you know? Uh, you know, there's definitely some strategy to it, but I mean, it's not like, it's not like the new God of War game kind of stuff, you know? It's not like you got, it's just like a lot of, it's more like a, uh, a low level platinum game kind of stuff where you don't, you don't even have to slow down like minus the slow down shit the good parts of the platinum games um so yeah i don't know uh, i, I want to keep playing it but uh I, f- I know that like i have saints row and avengers here and it's like i, I got these like mostly the reason i bought these is right. like because i'm looking for stuff for extra life oh that's the thing i'm gonna talk about is extra life is in three weeks check that out please extra da- uh, dash life.org um if you want to help play games uh and heal kids uh, go there, play 24 straight hours on November 7th, uh, and raise money for kids. Please do that. But it's three weeks away. Uh, sorry for talking about the top of the show. But um, yeah, I bought these games as like something to play outside of Resident Evil 6 Gables. Um, that's going to be a that's gonna be a miserable time. <laughs> that. Yeah, I and, uh, download that game. You should, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I downloaded it a couple weeks ago. And I booted it up. I don't know why. I, I was going to see if like the... Because I was like, oh man, what if the online servers are off? Which... It'll almost be like a blessing in disguise, but it's like almost. It's also like, you know, we just gotta get it. Done. We gotta rip the bandaid off, you know. Um, and I went to go, and there's actually like a 20 minute tutorial we gotta get through before we can start the actual main game. Oh. So I don't know if you want to wait till I actually have to do that that tutorial, or we can do it ahead of time. Let me know. Well, we can figure that off later. But um, maybe we just save it for extra life. We'll just do the tutorial together. Yeah, that we, we can, sounds like the best idea. We can hold hands in a voice chat while we do it. But um, yeah. So uh. I don't, know, I don't know why I got off on that. But, uh, yeah, I bought these, like, because uh, I always like having that fun, like, you know, game you can just jump into. You don't need to, like, don't really need to listen to the story. don't need to be paying attention. Like, I've talked about the pack, like, past, like, Assassin's Creed Odyssey um, and a couple other, like, you know, games like that where it's, like, Friday 13th. Fun games, like, we don't, like, pay attention to what's going on. And you can also progress at the same time. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking for for these games. But that's all I've been playing. Gables, what about you? All right. So, basically... What I've been playing, I decided to do something a bit different for this week. During this past week, I have been sort of at a crossroad because uh, at my workplace, there's this old PS3 that we have. It's a Model 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, this thing has gotten me like uh, thinking, it's like, you know what? I'm really in the mood to play some PS3 games. And so during the past week and a half, I've been debating to myself. It's like, okay, do I take a chance at getting this this old use ps3 right you know without like a decent workable controller or this or that i would have to go through and invest stuff in order to try to fully test out this ps3 or do i invest inside playstation now for a good certain extent of something because i Hmm. haven't done anything in regards to streaming ps3 stuff through playstation now or this or that so long story short i decided to buy a month of playstation now and what I had been playing on there is a couple of test games. Because I, beforehand, before even deciding upon purchasing like any type of things for PlayStation Now, I was watching YouTube videos. So, okay, how good is PlayStation Now? Is the thing is the thing worthwhile? I mean, is the streaming of PS3 games okay? And quintessentially, I saw next to nothing in regards to playing PS3 games through their streaming stuff. I saw their downloadable stuff for... Uh, games in the ps4 so it got me thinking 
So the first game I decided to boot up is Dark Stalker's Resurrection, hmm. which was the re-release of the Dark Stalker game, the Dark Stalker games, um, on uh, PSN and also I think 360 at the time. It's sort of like how they did the Street Fighter Three Online Edition for. Uh, hmm. Also for the same company, Capcom, where they have a bunch of different uh, things you can go through and accomplish. Like, say, you finish, like, certain matches, or you finish a certain amount of, like, say, projectiles or whatsoever. There's constantly something that you're accomplishing by playing the game, and that's how they get you to go through and try to keep playing more and more of the game. One of the reasons why I want to test out this game in particular is because with games that you're streaming... There are particular types of games that you definitely need pinpoint precision with. Fighting yes. games are one. So I decided to play a fighting game that I'm kind of familiar with. For the most part, for the most part, the gameplay felt alright. However, there are specific instances when I would be playing a match, an arcade mode. I would not be trying the online for this stuff. I mean, hell no. Hell no. Playing and streaming a fighting game while trying to play online with the connection stuff, that's not ideal for any type of, like, precision anything, in my honest opinion. But, uh, I kept encountering little bits, little hints of slowdown inside of certain, inside of certain rounds. And it's more or less reminiscent of, like, how a certain video, if you're, like, you're streaming stuff for, like, say, YouTube or whatsoever, or if you're looking at a live stream or something like that through Twitch and their app, there's that slight little delay that when you watch something, all of a sudden it just lags just for about a moment, and then all of a sudden it just gets back into what it's doing. Yeah, that started happening when I was playing Darkstalkers Resurrection. It isn't like uh, to the point where there's incredible amount of input delay when it starts lagging like that. However, it was a bit noticeable when I'm trying to do precision like moves in regards to try to pull off some... Uh, combos here and there and all of a sudden the game just freezes for a quarter of a second and I lose a round mm -hmm. because of uh, the and the freaking AI goes through and input reads what I'm going to be doing at that specific moment but uh, for the most part playing Darkstalkers Resurrection it was okay the other game I decided to test out on it was Mirror's Edge which Mirror's Edge is a game I haven't played on a Playstation system in quite a while so Basically, what you do, when you choose a PS3 game, initially, you click on it, it'll be added to your, uh, it'll be added to your crossbar, so in case you want to go back and start playing it again, but what it also starts doing is, uh, it takes a little bit of time to load up, especially if, uh, you have another game that's open and you forget to close it, like I did with Darkstalkers Resurrection. From what I've experienced, the quality of the visuals is that of what it was originally on the PS3, which is roughly like about, I want to say a 720 through streaming, maybe that, I want to say. But uh, the gameplay and the precision stuff was, was alright. I mean, there was maybe a minor bit of input lag. Maybe like a quarter of a second, possibly. Not even like too noticeable to where I felt like it was hindering my experience with it. I went through, I played the tutorial level of Mirror's Edge, did the precision stuff, nothing really too fancy in that regards. But I'm still going to be going through and testing little bits of PlayStation Now over the next week. But uh, so far, so good. There's been like a little bit of hindrances here and there for 
PS3 stuff. But uh, as far as other stuff I've been playing, it has been more a Persona 5 Royal. Now, Persona 5 Royal, obviously, to continue on from last week, I decided to do a lot of grinding inside of Mementos. So, Mementos is a big, elaborate, sort of uh, multi-tiered dungeon that you go through in order to complete certain tasks that you come across through basically fulfilling people's requests and stuff of trying to find specific people or this and that. So when you travel to Mementos, you're basically diving into the cognitive like uh, thoughts of all the other people that are inside the city, and you have to go through and beat certain like shadows that infiltrate certain particular levels of this and that. So I decided to go through and collect a lot of the stars that uh, I had to do. Through each level of Mementos, you have a certain number of stars you collect, and you have to transfer them. You have to hand them into like uh, this one character that drives around there in his little go kart. His name is Jose, and basically his purpose is to sell you a bit of items that he finds inside of Mementos, but also changes the cognitive effect of how Mementos, you know, how Mementos works. So if you have enough stars inside of the experience that you earn. While fighting monsters inside there, it'll go up or down in regards to how many stars you invest. As does money that you earn and as does the rarity of items that you find. So I went through two parts of this multi-tiered dungeon that I unlocked through completing certain palaces and stuff from the main game. So collected all those stars, got the experience up the max because I wanted to level it up fast with my party. Because... There is one particular monster, one particular boss inside Mementos that actually has been a recurring thing through my now over 105 hour playthrough of <laughs> Persona 5 Royal. The boss is called the Reaper. So it's like what you would suspect. He's basically a Grim Reaper that has a whole bunch of different types of abilities and supports. Inside of the game... He'll be introduced to you early when you go through Mementos. He is a warning to players to not linger on in one area of one level for too long. Because if you hear his chains rattling or you hear him coming by or if you see like a red figure, a red floating figure like coming towards you, you got to beeline it out of there because he's incredibly mm -hmm. powerful and he will decimate your team in one hit. So I end up finding out the level of the Reaper is 80. So you're introduced to a level 80 CPU, like a level 80 enemy from the get-go when you first enter inside where you're like barely like maybe level 10, maybe level 12 or whatsoever. So you have no means of facing him. Fast forward about 70 to 80 level, 70 to 80 like hours later for me, I decided to take a crack at the Reaper. I was grinding... Granted, to the extent where I was in my uh, late 50s, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? I don't know what level is this thing. I think I'll have a chance to fight this guy. So I wait in one spot. I hear him coming. I go and I encounter him. And what ends up happening was I did initially do some bit of damage on him, but it wasn't significant. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even doing certain damage in the triple digits. <laughs> I was doing like maybe 70 damage or 90 damage here. I'm thinking to myself, okay, what am I doing wrong? 
And as when I'm trying to damage him, he is going through and hitting me with one-hit kill moves. Quintessentially, like, insta-kill moves from, like, Curse and Bless. Because there are certain one-hit kill moves from those particular types of elements. So, Curse is an element where you can automatically kill, like, an enemy or something if it hits correctly. Or if the accuracy is good enough. Same thing with Bless. Long story short, my first attempt against the Grim Reaper was not too good. Because he hit a couple one-hit kills on my uh on my lead on my lead character so once joker dies the whole entire team is wiped out quintessentially hmm. so he's pretty much the vip if he goes down no one else has the motivation to fight <laughs> so after the first attempt i decided to do a little bit more grinding so okay i'm in my late 70s i'm gonna go ahead and see if i can face him again turns out i'd lost the second time and it was because even though I was doing well, I was, I almost had him to about half health. What happened was, well, I ended up getting hit by a curse move that instantly killed Joker. <laughs> and that was the second time in a row. Now, after that loss, I looked at my party and then I realized the Persona set that I had, all the monsters that I had created up until now, they were still in their 50s, like late 40s early 50s and here i am in my late 70s getting closer to like level 80 this and that and stuff if not that so i had to go to the velvet room i had to go to the velvet room and i had to do a couple of little bits of uh, like creating even more powerful persona i know i've explained the aspect of the velvet room before in terms of fusing personas but to get a little bit of a crash course, there is one particular feature inside of this Velvet Room in this game, which I like, which is a hell of a lot different than what previous Persona games have done. And that's the element to go online and find a Persona that someone will actually go through and offer up. And then you, in turn, you know, you choose a Persona and whatsoever, and you get to fuse to a certain creature that's even more powerful, potentially, based upon what type of social link levels that you have with specific characters. I found one, I found like uh, one persona that was basically like in their uh, late 70s or some early 80s and stuff like that. So I do a fusion with this one and I get this and through like this social link, which I'm like at the max level of this specific arcana, like the Empress arcana, I was at level 10 supercharged this persona to the fact where it was it's actually at a higher level than I was at that point. But there were two things that I realized that I had done that benefited me a great deal. One, it has the ability to evade bless. Two, the persona itself is nullified against like uh, curse attacks, meaning any type of one-hit kill like curse attacks is not going to affect me at all. So instantly as anyone else would think, I would actually have started using that persona. The third time I faced off against the Reaper, I had an epic 20-minute battle with this damn thing. <laughs> I had all my healing items. I had all the these items that I accumulated through grinding through mementos. I specifically chose which party member I wanted to go through and do. Because after having so much time playing around with my party and doing substitutes here and there, I actually got a good idea of what I want as my main core, which I use Makoto, I use 
Joker, obviously. He's going to be the main guy you use regardless. But uh, I have another one, Haru, which is called like Noir and stuff. And then Yusuke, which is like basically this great fox sort of like uh, character. Hmm. So quintessentially, here's what I got. Joker is like the jack of all trades. Has any type of like persona they could use in certain situations. Either a support, either a DPS, either a tank. But you have like a support character, like say with uh, Makoto and stuff like that, where she can go through, do a bit of healing on the other members of the party, do a little bit of like raising up their defense and stuff. She basically acts like a support character. However, she can hit incredibly hard with nuclear attacks. Whereas uh, Haru, the other like uh, person I have on my team, she acts more or less like uh, she can do an incredible amount of physical damage with uh, like this one shot sort of like gun attack that does like it costs like over 100 HP to use, but at the same time it has a chance to score a critical hit. But she also is very strong when it comes to psychic attacks. But uh, with Yusuke, this guy is more or less like a physical brawler. He has this uh, he has this persona that I love called Goemon. And Goemon is this gigantic like samurai sort of-esque type of old school samurai that you would go from like the 17-1800s or something from like feudal Japan. And it has this big old pompadour and this and that. And he has these sword attacks. And he learned this move called uh, like Myraid Slashes. Myriad Slashes, it costs over like 100 HP to use. However, it hits like medium damage on one per, on like one per, like one shadow two to four different times, and sometimes it'll score like a critical hit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going into this minute sort of thing where, okay, I got my main guy that does his DPS stuff. I got a tank in like Makoto. I got like a, a various port of like anywhere that can go in between, like a support thing like that. And then all of a sudden I got Joker that has that uh persona i just created that's immune to curse but is also like will evade blessed attacks and so i'm using this party and stuff and the reaper is using all sorts of various crap he's going through and doing supports through his attack and his defense and stuff he's hitting all the different elements of like moves against my party through like lightning attacks fire attacks like ice attacks you named it he was trying to go through this and that i finally got it to where i was locked inside of a thing where he would use charge and all of a sudden he would try to use almighty damage which is another thing that's not technically sort of a class element that you can create but it's this almighty damage is basically sort of like a uh, physical ef- it's more like a magical effect where it hits the in- this thing this attack that he was using was hitting the entire party but he was hardly doing any type of damage to my end so this ended up becoming a cycle of me using recovery moves, me boosting up, buffing my team and their attack, their defense, their accuracy, anything, pretty much anything I had to use. So well, <laughs> let's just say after 20 minutes, man, it started becoming a little bit daunting, but <laughs> I finally beat the Reaper. Nice. It took me, I kid you not, it took me about 15 to 20 minutes. I was definitely had the routine. Of, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I this want to do this and that. I beat him, and what ends up happening was he drops this accessory that, when I equip it the Joker, will allow me to persuade other shadows to join my cause a lot easier. But it's a random chance sort of thing. So I've actually went into negotiations inside of uh, 
the latest palace that I'm going through and had personas instantly join me when I asked them. Incredibly useful. Really incredibly useful. It even unlocked a freaking silver trophy. And I looked at it and like maybe 28% of the people that have played Persona 5 Royal have actually beaten the Reaper. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I just wanted to share that because this is the first time in an RPG that I've played in quite a long time where it took me... It took me quite a while, but it was such a endearing victory for me where I was pumping my fist and like, oh, yeah, dude, I <laughs> trashed that bitch. But at the same time, I started to continue on with the story. I finally finished the latest. I finally finished, like, uh, the palace I was going on. But then there was this incredible sort of, like, elements inside the story where something happens completely by surprise. And first off, you're thinking, oh, no. No, no, this can't end this way. Did I get the bad ending? Because there are a certain amount of, like, conditions that you would meet after you finish this palace that I was at where you could technically get the bad ending, but I chose the right decision and everything in the story kind of, like, almost turned upside down at that point to where, oh, my God, how, what? I mean, it went from, like, a shock factor. It's like, wow, I thought, I think I just got the bad ending, too. Holy shit, this is actually the good <laughs> ending in disguise. Because certain things happen in the story that actually propel itself even higher than what it was before. And at that point, I'm like, holy shit. This is probably one of the best, like, twists inside of a story that I've played in an RPG in years. I mean, kid you not, for years. Nice. And now, I'm actually at the uh, final palace of the main story. There's actually, I've learned there's like an extra dungeon because Persona 5 Royal added an extra dungeon after the last one, technically. So here I am, I'm, because of that battle with the Reaper, it jumped my parties, all my party members through levels, like about four or five, like four or five levels, just from beating the Reaper because of how much experience he let off. <laughs> and so here's my party, they're at their early 80s, they're getting towards their late... It's like late 70s, now early 80s. They're going through certain shadows very easily. There's maybe like one or two, but I feel like I'm at the right level to go through and tackle this dungeon. Now, this palace that I'm going through right now, I've gotten one will seed out of three. It is elaborate. But I'll tell you what, there's this one, and I'll, it's going to be like a maybe a little mini spoiler, but there's a specific part inside this palace where you actually get transformed into mice actual like mice with like little masks and stuff and what's kind of hilarious about it is once you do you it cuts to his cutscene is like oh it's like this this is open this obvious trap where there's like a cage and there's like, a little thing of cheese inside the cage it's like oh man i know this is trap but all of a sudden each one of them like you know i, I can't resist i gotta go inside there <laughs> it's like and all the freaking t and all the and all the members of the phantom thieves go inside this one little cage and stuff as mice and stuff and start eating the cheese it's like <laughs> they're all just stuck in there and all of a sudden it's like the uh the whole like oracle like Vital has let them out and all the other shit it was just so funny because here you are as like a rat with all your other friends and stuff and uh the whole purpose was like oh okay and it's a recurring theme throughout this palace is where now you every time you see that and stuff i instantly go to the cage and the cheese because when it ends up happening it plays a little cutscene. it goes the you go inside the cage, you eat the cheese, and you rush back out before the door closes. And all of a sudden, it just gives you a little thing, a little blurb, like, well, 
this cheese wasn't so bad, you know, it was like kind of modern, or this cheese, you know, was actually pretty fantastic. This thing was like of a good quality. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, well, you feel oddly refreshed. <laughs> and it doesn't even add anything. It's just like a little point blurb or something. Or maybe it does do something. I'm not 100% sure, but I've been collecting it just cause, because if something else happens inside this palace and I actually had to eat the cheese in that order to get that stuff, then I'm going to be pissed off that uh, I'd miss any of them. But here's my thoughts so far. I've played Persona 5 Royal off and on since the whole pandemic stuff started, quintessentially. So yeah. when I was in lockdown for like three months, that's one of the games I started up alongside playing games like Animal Crossing New Horizons. I played literally, I want to say a good solid month of, I could, yeah, the month of April all the way to late May, I was playing Persona 5 Royal. Obviously gave it a break for a couple of months. I didn't pick it back until October. So we're talking about like, oh God. Like July, August, September. So it took like another three months. But now that I'm finally back in there, I feel like I haven't even lost a beat. I went through, created a bunch of strong persona through like the online portion where I used someone else's persona that they offered up. I used my own, create more powerful things. Which, by the way, you can only do that maybe once per day. <laughs> That's another little catch caveat with it. But I'm having more fun playing this game now that I have a cusp and a grasp of what I'm doing and how the, all the social things have played into place and all the social links have added up tremendously in helping me going through with what I want to accomplish that I almost can't stop like uh, playing this game right now. It's I can't put it down. Hmm. The thing is so engrossing. Quintessentially, Tyler, I feel like I'm playing one of the best games of the year. And this is not saying anything too lightly. I know this year has been sort of light in some retrospects. Huh, I was... I don't know if I'd say it's light. It's been a, it's been a very top-heavy year, I'll say that. Well, it's not... been a top-heavy year maybe towards like the later half of 2020. But... Uh, I mean, we had Final Fantasy, Last of Us, Koshima. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I say Ghost... that right now, not having played Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, still finishing up The Last of Us Part Two which has been like an ongoing should I or shouldn't I experience. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, I'm just keeping in mind, I'm saying this right now about Persona 5 Royal. I feel like it's the quintessentially one of the best JRPGs on this system. Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, it's like that's what I've been playing. <laughs> Very cool, man. I'm, I'm happy you uh, got that monkey off your back. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, though. The, the, yeah, yeah. Hope, hope you get into those other games out here soon because we got we are getting close, Gables. To uh, who knows? Uh, we're, but we're, it's getting to that time when we're uh, for the uh, game of the year. We got a couple months. I so. know we got a couple months, but I'm basically going to plow through what I can and try to finish up Persona Five Royal this week. That's what I want to get done. Okay. So it's going to be a good chance to start one of those other games. Okay. I I hope that's the case because I I look forward to uh, talking to you about some of these uh some of these games. Oh, yeah. But um, moving on to some of our news topics, it's been kind of a a, a light week. Um, I'd say for for gaming, it's been you know the last couple weeks. Last week was kind of two. Um, 
I talked about, we're kind of in that, Gable's our topic for the show, where it's like, we're kind of in that, this month of October, I know we had a couple, like, big, couple of games come out, like Star Wars and Crash come out at the beginning of the month, but it feels like it's, it's kind of like that, e, like that post E3 feel, where it's like, now we know everything about the consoles, and it's like, now we're, like, we're just kind of, there's not a lot of news, and we're just waiting on the big games to come out, and that's kind of where we're at. Here, here in a few weeks, we'll be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be flooded in games I talked about, like, I've got like six games coming out in like a 10 day stretch in November. So, um, that's going to be nuts. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, here, but we, we've got, we got some news here to talk about this week. I think, uh, kind of the thing I was really most excited for, uh, the, the one big thing I want to know about the PS5, um, was how game says work, which we got last week. And then this week we got, we got to see a kind of a sneak peek at the, uh, the UI and like the home screen, how that works. Um, it's like eleven minute little surprise state of play, eleven minute video. Uh, I pull, I got this article here from Gamespot about um, kind of the big things we saw from it. So that the the PS5 control centers are calling it. Uh, so in this demonstration, Sony loads um, right from rest mode into Sackboy Big Adventure, um, and it's kind of it shows you like the main screen. And it's kind of like it's kind of a more refined um, look. Uh, it's like a little more sleeker and stuff like that. It's kind of like. Um, like I just went from an iPhone eight plus to an iPhone 11 pro max. And it's just like everything runs a little bit better and it's a little sleeker, you know? And it's like, but overall it's the same. And that's kind of the way it looks. I think when, when we saw that it's like, they have like, I think they call them like cards is what they, is what they're calling like the individual like games and like the tiles or whatever they just call me, what they call them currently. Um, and the, the, they talked about like, they showed like how quick it is to get into the, to get into the games. And like, it's kind of cool when you hit the home button to go back, go into the menu, go to your home screen. Like it still has the game you're playing currently in the background, which is kind of what some that's been going on this generation with the Xbox one. And I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. And it kind of shows you like what you're doing in the background. Um, so the big stuff coming out of it though, is they have like the, uh, like in game help thing where it's like, it like if you can't find some like side thing, if you want like find a costume or can't find uh, like a extra thing to find in the game, there's actually like little, hint videos that you can watch or you can videos like they, they can show you and you can actually have picture in picture which is kind of cool whereas you can put it in like the the corner of the screen and it'll show you like so like in this case it was they're trying to find like a, like i think it was a costume and you put like the video it showed you like and you can actually like uh, in this in Sackboy, you can actually like click and it'll, it'll put you near that location of where that costume is you wanted that unlockable is and i'll show you where you need to, do to get there um, and then they have like how quick they show like how quick it is to like, uh, to, to like jump into a party chat or, um, just jump into a new game or like, you know, if you like put the game in rest mode, turn the game back on how quick you can just, you know, you can switch back to a party chat or you can like, even like you can game share, you can, people can watch you play and you can watch people play while you play too. It's kind of the same thing where you do picture in picture stuff like that. So that, 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 that stuff was kind of cool. And the biggest thing, honestly, for me out of that came out of that was, and this one's been really been bothering me. They changed over the course generation was they used to have like streaming services, like Netflix or Hulu would be its own separate thing. You can just click on in the home and like in your, yeah. your home row there. And then they made just like a TV video app that you had to go into. That was completely separate. And it, it's just a, a miserable time like like we went on that 20 minute rant yeah, a couple weeks ago about the uh about the current ui and just how everything is sl- slow and sluggish but it's like to get to the tv video it's like annoying We're like i have like three because th- i have a smart tv 
Um, so I don't use my PS4 anymore for streaming. But there's a couple things that like that aren't available on my smart TV. Like a couple like I have like the NFL Sunday Ticket app on my TV. Have to, I and, like I on my PS4 that I have to watch. And it's just like in like WWE Network. Like I don't have it anymore. But like I had always had to watch my PS4. And to get to like you click on the the TV video app, it takes forever to load. And then for some reason like it's <clears throat> that first row of of apps you have aren't even apps you have downloaded it's just like whatever it's like pluto tv app or the peacock channel or like w- these random things who basically who's were paying the most to have that front row and then right. like, you got to go all the way to the right click on this thing to give you like the all the options and that's a whole nother screen you gotta load up and then there's advertisements everywhere and there's 50 million fucking apps of like streaming services you can get into there's just that whole process is, is miserable um so the fact that they're going to, uh, to that route where it's like, you know, if you just want to watch Netflix, Netflix will be just a tile there for you on your home screen. Like going back to that, it's like it's like you don't have to like actually do anything. Just go back to what you're doing at the beginning of the generation kind of stuff. But I don't know. I, I thought, I, you know, when they put like, you know, you have like your friends list. It's always at the top. They put it at the bottom. Um, I mean, obviously, they didn't show us everything. We didn't get to see the store. We didn't get to see like how fast it is. Like, you know, I don't, it doesn't look like they have the quick resume thing like Xbox does where you can have two or three games uh, going on actually in the background. You can just quickly jump between them. Um, and I don't think they're going to have that, but I don't know. Like the big thing is just like how like fast, like it's seen in this video. And obviously it's, it's, it, you know, it's, they're going to make it seem as nice as possible, but like it seemed like everything moved really well. I liked the idea of the hint thing. I don't think that's something I'm going to use because it's like, I mean, I don't know. It's like I don't usually do that too often. Uh, but like if I do, I can always just go on YouTube as well. Uh, one thing actually I want to point out that I really, really liked was actually like it shows you like ba- and it bases off your gameplay how long it, ta- it would take you to beat this level. Where like, it showed like to beat this level and it says about 10 minutes. Like I love that stuff. That's kind of cool. But what did you think of the whole thing, Gables? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I first and foremost thought it was a good idea for them to showcase like little videos of like how you can actually or little hints at how you can actually go through and accomplish certain certain goals or some inside of that game you know as like a little hint system and stuff in case you need a point of reference okay how do i how am i going to supposed to collect this thing right here where is this supposed to be at you know because quintessentially what they're trying to address is like the problems that some gamers have it's like okay i've already done this and this but how the hell did i get over here or why the hell could i do it over there which leads you to go take out your phone power on the youtube app watch a video or something in regards to where it's at i know i've done that quite mm. a bit especially when i'm trying to find things like Zur and destiny 2 for the week oh, <laughs> oh god that's such a pain in the ass too but what i thought was fairly interesting was i thought was fairly interesting and stuff was like the whole aspect of how things are placed like say in the bottom of the the bar and stuff in terms of your friends list or this and that and stuff. Oh, I kind of like that aesthetic, you know, it's, it's not like too revolutionary or anything else like that, but it's kind of like the opposite of what you're doing now with the PS4 is like crossbar thing where yeah. you have your main things, you press up, you go into like a specific things like your friends, your system settings, but I'll tell you what, joining a party chat in regards to the in regards to this, sharing gameplay screens or whatsoever what you're playing or what stuff you know i mean that's that's fun that's okay and stuff but uh, i don't really see myself really using it all that much to be perfectly honest with you it seems like a little gimmick 
maybe it'll be helpful if uh, you're like at a certain part of a game or something, or you have a specific instance and you have like a party that's watching you play certain things like that. Maybe playing that game in general. But I did like how it felt like it was seamlessly, you, you could transfer instead of the party chat and also power on a game that almost instantly loaded in. I mean, you know, what was that game that they were going through? Like uh, Destruction Der- Destruction All-Stars the and Destruction stuff? Destruction All-Stars. Yeah, which <clears throat> that game is, I don't want to get into too much of a tangent here, but like, that game was $70 and blows my mind. <laughs> I think the, the biggest, like, uh, the biggest unbelievable thing about this whole thing is the fact that, like, you're going to be able to find a group of friends to play with in that game because I don't feel like that's going to be the case. But go on. No, I really don't feel like that That game is going to be incredibly... I don't think it's going to be incredibly like uh, popular when it goes through and launches. I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a fun game for some people to play around launch, but I see that definitely being a bargain bin game come a year after its release. Yeah. But... Uh... Yeah, other than the other like UI stuff, you know, there wasn't really anything else that I thought was particular, like say groundbreaking, in regards to it. Yeah, uh, going back to the destruction all sort of thing, like that game, I feel like should be like the um, the PS Plus game for that month. Like, remember yeah. when we when we we always talk about like the, when we had our the PS4 launch month, we had that oh fuck, just, the House Mark game, um, the side scrolling game. Uh, the shooter, the twin stick shooter, uh, um, Resogun. Resogun. Yeah, um, like that feels like this. That's what that game should be, or it should be like a twenty dollars downloadable game. That there's no reason, but I understand like games like people want to play games their new consoles after Spider Man, after um, you know uh, Demon Souls and shit like that. Like they're gonna want something a, a big like an exclusive game that they can only play on their PS Five and. This is gonna you be one, what? so it's gonna sell better because it's gonna be like, um, what's that shitty the one two switch game? That's gonna be this is that this is what it is for launch. This is their version of that. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of those free to play games and stuff, with like the the microtransaction stuff that you get for like additional costumes, additional things like that. I really feel I really felt like the first time I saw Destruction All Stars, this looked like a free to play game in styles of like yeah. other free to play games. Only this doesn't seem to have. They didn't showcase a lot of say micro like microtransactional stuff yeah. inside of this game, but it definitely gives off the impression that this is going to be like a seventy dollars starting price for this damn game. I don't, I don't get-go. think there's going to be like I'm not worried about microtransactions. I'm just worried about like a player base kind of thing where it's like this feels like one of those games that's going to do okay for a few months, and then like you said, like after like six months, it's going to be like a like it's going to be a twenty thirty dollars. It's got to be cheap, or they're going to give it away or something. Right, unless it's like unless it's like something addictive, like say a Rocket League and stuff like that. It's I don't feel like this game is going to be yeah. like that main popular stay. Yeah, I don't even like even if it was the free game of the month, I don't think it'd be like anything more than. Uh, you know something, but maybe that's why they're like it's not because they know it's not like a big big game. It's like make as much money off as you can, which I can't necessarily blame them for. But I don't know. Like the game looks like it'd be fun, and be, like as far as like it'd be fun to play with your friends a, f- a few times. But like I don't, but I don't know. But um, I get like that like they're trying to push those the Sackboy and Destruction All Stars. Like everybody's buying Demon Souls and Spider Man for the most part when they buy oh, a PS Five. Yeah. So it's like we need to push the other two big exclusives that we have. But um. I don't know. My biggest concern about this whole thing is like, I don't, and I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, but I remember a couple a year, a year or two ago, there was that patent that came out that PlayStation got or Sony has where they have the in-game help thing. Like they showed off and they were actually, were going to charge money for it 
to get in game oh. help. Which, like I said, I don't think is going to happen. You like you see patents all the time, and Nintendo does, and we freak out over them, or Capcom does, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Everybody yeah. like, all, like people have patents, and ninety percent of them never actually come to fruition, and we forget about them. Um, and like like I said, they, they patent that idea. I don't see them charging money for it, especially it'd be, it'd be ridiculous because especially and like. What, no with, one would use what, the feature if there yeah, was if you had to pay it. They would just go through and use the cell phones. Yeah, unless it was like dirt cheap enough, like where it was like fifty cents. Like I could see people was like being like lazy and like ah oh, fuck, I'll just pay fifty cents. Just show me how to do it. You know, I could see that. But like if it like if it's anything more than that, or it's just like I can just fucking you know. But I'm, I could, I don't know. I'm just like I could see where like people are. It's like okay, I gotta go to YouTube, search this one thing scroll through this six hour video to find this one thing maybe in there and figure it out. Like I could see that happening where like I've said, I've done that before. Like when you go through YouTube, it was like, All right, I miss this collectible or I'm trying, I'm stuck here. What am I missing? And you accidentally scroll too far and you kind of like spoil yourself on something. You're like, fuck, I didn't mean to see that. Like, I don't know. I could see, or like you spend 15 minutes trying to find something. So I could see that happening where people are like, fuck it. I'll just spend the, the dollar or whatever. But if it's, Anything more than that, like I just, even even just doing it would be bullshit. But uh, if it's anything more than a buck, like it's fuck you. But I don't like I said, I don't. I I think it's a pie in the sky thing where it's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know, I mean, like I said, I, I'm happy. That was like one of the main things, like the the game cross saves work and the UI work. But like my main thing with the UI is I want to see is like, yeah, I know they're not gonna like show me like. Like if it's bad, they're not going to like show us like it takes 40 seconds to load or, Oh, if you want to go in the store, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sorry. Like, I know they're not going to show that to us, but it's like, that's, I don't know. Like that's the, my biggest, my biggest thing is like, I don't want to, I think they're, they're the home screen, the crossbar. I feel like that's a pretty good setup. That's one of my favorite set. Like out the blades on, on the 360 back towards the launch is still the best UI ever for a console. But, um, I think the crossbar setup they have right now is, pretty close not not it's a second it's second place like i don't think anything's gonna come close to the to the the blades and the wii the wii home screen was charming so i, I like that that's probably actually a second place one but um i don't know i i just my my main thing is like how well it's gonna flow how well it's gonna work how well it's gonna boot up all that especially at the beginning when i don't think i mean i don't know how backwards compatibility is gonna go with it but like we're not gonna have I don't know. I, I just missed the days of like the, when we first got the Switch, that first like three months where we just had like, there was like 10 games in the store. Like, and you had like one or two games a week. You know, that was the best cables. That was the best times. <laughs> I miss those days. And it's like you could find cool games for like five bucks. And it was like, it was badass. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I can't, I, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, we're less than a month away. Um, next up though, we had, um, Phil Spencer did an interview, uh, with, uh, Eurogamer about the, um, or I'm sorry, with Kotaku, I'm reading this off Eurogamer about the whole purchase of Bethesda and about the possibility of, you know, how would it work with, um, you know, like with games coming to PlayStation and all that, what's the plan with that and about making, recouping that $7.5 billion they, they paid to get, uh, Bethesda. So I just got, I got a few things here. I want to read off of it. Um, so, uh, First part is uh, in the interview with Kotaku, Spencer was asked about the possi- uh, about the possibility of re- um, uh, if it was possible to recoup the seven point five billion dollar purchase of Bethesda if Microsoft doesn't sell Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation consoles. 
Uh, Spencer replied, yes, before, um, before Microsoft doesn't have to ship Bethesda games on any other platform, uh, any other platform other than the platforms we support in order to make the deal work for us. Um, and this is actually, this is a full reply right here. Uh, this deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. No, uh, nowhere in the documentation that we put uh, together was, how do we keep, uh, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more game. We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to go play games. Um, but also, uh, but I also say in in the model, I'm just answering directly the, the question you had. When I, I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, then we have XCloud and PC and Game Pass and our base console. Uh, I don't have to ship those games on in any other platform other than the platforms that we support. Any in, in order to in order. Let me let me try that again. I don't have to ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make that deal work for us, whatever that means. So I don't know, like he's basically saying that we, Microsoft, like, do we have to put these games on um, PS5 to make up that money? It's like, as I said, it's like, it's not about making back that money. It's about, you know, building the brand. And also it's like, we're on PC. We have xCloud. We have Game Pass. We have a console. It's like there are if you you know and I I would bet a good chunk of people that play uh, the Elder Scrolls games probably play them on PC. It'd be fair to say. Um, yes. It's like you can. I mean, and that, that also we don't know how the Switch is going to work. They didn't talk, discuss the Switch, but I don't know. I mean, Gables, what's, what's your opinion? Do you how how do you do you think they need to or like in like a big thing they point out like uh, point out in this article was like they can will probably make hundreds of millions of dollars putting this on if they oh say Elder Scrolls 6 comes out like that's hundreds of millions of dollars just going into the ps5 that they can make assuming it comes out before ps6 but um i don't know i mean do you do you think they should or do you think they will put these games on ps5 no i do not feel like that they will put this Elder Scrolls 6 on ps5 and the reason why because i say that is due in large part is they acquired bethesda they went through and we automatically assumed that, you know, barring the deals that they had previously with, like, certain exclusives appearing on the PS5, like Deathloop and stuff. I don't know from anyone else's point of view, but I know when I saw that they acquired Bethesda, it's like, yeah, the next Elder Scrolls game is just going to be on that Xbox system. Or any type of, like, affiliate things that they're doing in that regards. So Phil Spencer already mentioned it's like, okay... They have all these different types of options for players to go through and play Elder Scrolls 6, potentially. So, their Xbox Series X, obviously, through Game Pass, through, like, xCloud, through PC stuff that they can initially go through and download Game Pass from, obviously. And quintessentially, I kind of feel like, no, they do not need to sell this, like, the next Elder Scrolls game on the PS5 in order to go through and make any types of major profit from it. Why is that? It's because look at the longevity and look at the recognition, the prestige of this brand in general, the Elder Scrolls. The game series has been going on for years. Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, constantly sells. It's like a 2010 it, game, wasn't it? It's 2011, actually. Oh, it was okay. like 11, 11, 11. Okay. That was oh, that's right. Remember date. that? Yep. <laughs> so basically... You have one of the best-selling games of all time inside of, like, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, right? And you have that prestige going into it being available only on that that brand, the Microsoft brand, the Xbox brand. 
that in of itself is going to prompt more people into investing inside of that ecosystem in order to get that game. That's the power of having exclusives is. A lot of gamers that didn't grow up inside of the 90s or the 2000s do not understand that. That there was a time when we had console makers and we had different systems that had a lot of different exclusives that you could not play anywhere else. A lot of people, in my honest opinion, a lot of younger gamers are spoiled with that fact now as you have multiple different types of games that are pretty much the same throughout the two major players like Microsoft and Sony. And then Nintendo is starting to get some bit of that chunk of the pie as well. But the main things that differentiate and that make gaming much more inciting, exciting, in my honest opinion, is investing inside of the exclusives for those particular ecosystems. Hell, I'm a console agnostic as it is. I basically play wherever the games that I enjoy are. Mm -hmm. So quintessentially, it's like Nintendo exclusives for Nintendo exclusives, Sony's for Sony's, Microsoft for Microsoft's. But uh, yeah, when it comes to when it comes down to it. Microsoft doesn't even have to do that type of shit. They don't have to put it on a Sony system or Nintendo system because Elder Scrolls, it sells itself, quintessentially. Yeah. And I, uh... I agree for the most part. I don't... They, they don't have to, especially... So the way I look at it is, like, I'm, I'm breaking this down by, like, you know, like the... Like they said back when I bought it, it's case-by-case basis about what's up going to Switch, PS5, blah, blah, blah. Um, and... Obviously, I think the main thing, as long as I come to PC and I go to a console, that'd be okay. Um, I look at, like, you know, like, Doom 3 um, or the, the next Wolfenstein, stuff like that. Like, those are the games I love the most, but those are the games I play the most. Like, the most. I don't, I've never been an Elder Scrolls guy. I never got into Oblivion. I put 20 hours in the Skyrim. I just w- tried to get myself into it. Just couldn't get into it. I'm not big, I'm not big into fantasy settings either, though. Uh, but I don't really get into those map game kind of games. Uh, too much. There's obviously always, there's always you know, uh, different you know, diff- some games hit you where the, and some games don't. You know, but um, I, I feel like you know, like those kind of games. So like those, like those Dooms, those Wolfenstein's, those, those uh, the what the next Dishonored game. Like those games are like they sell a couple million copies. Like you, like we talked about when they bought it. It's like it look like Wolfenstein. Like they, and like Bethesda was like having to like reshuffle how they do things because it's like. Yes. You know, like Doom Eternal sold well, really, really well for them, but it didn't sell to expectations. Um, you know, look at like Wolfenstein 2 when it came out, like sold really well, but not to accept, you know, for the, the money they put into it, what they want out of it, and to continue the franchise at the level and the, the investment they put into it. It's like, you know, things have changed for them. It's like they're at like reorganize the way they did it. And you look at like, you know, when we talk about the last few years, like it's just been young blood. Uh, even though I thought it was, it was a good game, it wasn't what you know. It was, it was when it came out, it was it wasn't good. Um, but when I by the time I played, it, it was good. But um, Fallout seventy six, obviously, still a blunder. Things like that where it's like you look like these. Their their name is Sega's Hill is hurt, but also like those games that aren't Fallout or Elder Scrolls. Like they don't, they're not blowing people away. They're not like these. The month they come out, they're not top ten MPD games. You know, we talk about like I think Doom was in the top ten the month it came out, and then the month of that was in like the teens, and then it was gone. Uh, Wolfenstein Two, same thing. Youngblood, same thing. Like you know, like they they're in that they're in that low top ten teen level for a couple months, and they're gone. Um, those are the kind of games I think would be perfect for Game Pass. 
You know, like those games, like, yeah, they can, you know, they're going to sell more probably on PC than anything. And Bethesda's always been kind of a, is more known f- just because they've been around for like, mainly because like Doom and Wolfenstein, those games are like, uh, even the early Elseworlds games, like those are more synonymous with PC. So I think those kind of games, as long as they're on PC and on a console, that's fine. Those games don't need to be like, I could see why they don't put them on PlayStation and uh, maybe they put them on the Switch. I don't know. But like, I, you know, because they're not going to, they might not be worth it enough to actually make a whole narrow section for or do a long run of. Maybe later on they could do it. Like, that's a big thing where, like, I could see, like, an Elder Scrolls or, like, a Starfield, things like that. Like, maybe, like, you give them, like, like, hey, it's on it's Xbox exclusive for three months, six months, a year. But I think eventually we'll see those on PS5. But um, it's going to be one of those things, like I said, it's like, I think, it'd be, like, the, the main thing is, like, you also want to, you know, you... I mean, they, they talk about, oh, it's about it's what the game is, about We don't want to take things away from yours. It's like, you're not ever going to say that. Oh, yeah, we want to put it over here and make exclusives. It's like, you're never going to say that. It's like, you want to sound as good as, and, you, know, it's, you know, you're playing politics here. You want to sound positive and things like that. It's like, and still, I think overall best for Bethesda to be bought. You know, they no longer have to worry about, you know, how they're going to pay, not laying off people. Not There's no mass layoffs. They can make the games that they're really great at and keep making those games. And they don't have to worry about, you know, rearranging how they do things. Um, so I think for the better overall for the, for us as gamers, it's for the best that they were bought by Xbox. But yeah, I was like, I, like I said, those lower end games, those, those B level games, C level games, perfect for game pass. You know, look at where game pass is as a service where it's like, it's swimming in sevens, you know, it's like, and there's some eights in there every now and again. Uh, but for the most part, like the biggest game that came out that like day one on, uh, game pass has been gears five. And Gears 5, my game of the year last year. I think it's a fantastic game. But, it, like, Gears isn't what it was. If this was Gears 2 or 3 coming out at launch on there, big ordeal. Huge fucking thing. But, you know, this isn't, you know, Gears 5 isn't what it was back then. But, um, I don't know. I, I It's it's tough to say, cause especially because, like, if Sony were to have bought them, then I'd say there's no chance in hell these come to Xbox. Um, but with what you see, like, where Xbox is done with, like, Minecraft and everything, um, you know, Cuphead is on everything. Um, uh, ah, fuck, I just I just lost it. Um, what's the Ori? Both those games are on Switch now. You know, it's like I could see them putting those in their consoles, but yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like but they something don't as big as say like uh, Elder yeah. Scrolls. Yeah. Oh yeah, I that's I that's... don't think that it's going to make it on there only because of how prestige that thing is. You yeah. Can make the case for like because of the Minecraft, but they already had things established i i I would i would say that i don't think we'll see them ps5 day and date you know i think it's one of those things where it's like if you want if you want to play them you can play on you you can play on x cloud game pass or pc that's where you play that but like you know after six months to a year maybe then you put it on ps5 but you don't tell them that right away you just wait you wait you maximize those game pass and those PC sales as much as possible. And then when that dwindles down a little bit, then you put it on PS5, you know? And I think there's right. then you get that nice little boost there, you know, cause you I mean, look at Skyrim. It's, it sells great, you know, years later, you put on, put on switch or fucking Alexa or, you know, PS4 or Xbox one. Like they put, Oh, I said, I said Alexa, my Alexa just turned on. All right. She's off now. Scared me. I don't want to buy something. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I 
yeah, we'll, we'll see. But moving on to our very last topic of the day. It's always one of my favorite things to talk about every month. Gables, it is the MPDs. I sent it to you uh, yes. in the chat. Okay, I want to make sure you saw it. I forgot to send it to you before we started recording. But um, so every month, you know, they do the top 20 list for the uh, previous month of top 20 selling games. So there's always caveats. Not everybody gives out digital sales like Nintendo is the biggest one, I think, that doesn't do uh, digital sales. Um, there's always some fun little things coming out of it. But um, we'll, we'll do the top 20 list first, and I'll, I'll do the rest of the details later here. Um, so starting at number 20, we had uh, Super Mario Party. Number 19, Mortal Kombat 11. 18, Mario Odyssey. 17, Breath of the Wild. 16, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. 15, UFC 4. Uh, 14, Smash Bros. Ultimate. 13, uh, Ring Fit Adventures. 12, Ghost of Tsushima. 11, Crash Bandicoot 4. 10, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 9, Star Wars Squadron. 8, uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, 7, Crusaders Kings 3. Wow. Uh, 6, Modern, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. 5, NBA 2K21. Uh, 4 is uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. 3 is Madden NFL 21. 2 is Mario uh, 3D All-Stars. And number 1 is Marvel Adventures. So a few little things here to talk about. Um, so Marvel Adventures was the second... Uh, this is the second best month ever for a superhero game. Uh, right. Only The only thing for the first month and the only thing beating it out was Spider-Man from 2018. Um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars is the best, second best-selling game um, of October, of, I'm sorry, September, uh, and is the 10th best-selling game of 2020 already to this uh, year and date. Um, and is the second highest launch month for physical dollar for, um, for sales, only trailing Animal Crossing. Um, and I believe it was, uh, here, let me see if there was a stat I wanted to find. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars launch month physical dollar sales ranked as the sixth biggest Nintendo launch, uh, Nintendo published title in U.S. history. So wow. the sixth best ever. And it came out on the 18th, mind you. And that doesn't include digital sales. Um, and then, uh, see here, you know, uh, there was one other one I wanted to find. Oh, it's gone. But, um, you know, oh, and also, so like, obviously they don't go like September 1st, September 30th. They always... It cut off, so it cuts off on the uh, the third was the final day. So games like uh, Tony Hawk Pro, or no, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Star Wars Squadron uh, was ninth, and Crash Bandicoot Four was eleventh. Those games came out on the second, and those were, yeah. uh, and they were, and they made the they cracked the top twenty list. Um, I believe UFC Four was also no, that would have been like the, I think it was the twenty fifth or twenty sixth. It was the last week of September. Um, so there's always those, like a few, every now and again, they always have those like NBA 2K21, I believe was also like a end of a September game as well. So, and they, they, uh, are like early October games. So they always see those in there, but I don't know. Give us a look at this list. What, what kind of stands out to you? Let's see what stands out to me. One, I'm not really used to not seeing Grand Theft Auto five anywhere near this list. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is like three since they put it out for free on PS4. And giving out everybody, like, everybody gets, um, like, $2 million every month. Um, like, it's it totally fell out the last three months. It hasn't been in the top 20 list. So, like, yeah. that was a big thing about GTA Five was people would buy... It was cheaper to buy a copy of GTA Five because it came with a bunch of shark card money, which is the, you know, the in-game, in-game money. Instead of buying the in-game, buying that in-game money, they just, it was cheaper to buy a whole entire copy of that game to get the, get the points. So I feel like I think that's a big part of it is like, like well, fuck every month now they're just giving us money for free for playing the game. Like, I think that's what killed a lot of those sales. Let's see. Another big surprise that I see here is like there is about 
how many Switch games on here? The Switch games <clears throat> almost count for half the NPD list. Yeah, so it for just the month of September eleven. Uh, so thirteen through twenty, there's five of them that are Switch games. Um, yeah, then the top ten you have Mario Kart Eight Deluxe at ten. Eight is Animal Crossing. Uh, number and number three, number two was Mario All Star. Yeah, so you, eight of the eight of the uh, top twenty games are Switch games. Hmm. Another thing I'm really kind of surprised about is like how how big Marvel's Avengers actually did sell in yeah. regards of its launch month. Because yeah, a lot of people were pretty excited about the game in of itself. It's been having so so sort of like uh, coverage from like other uh, YouTubers and a couple things, mostly related to lobbies and stuff like that and like a dwindling sort of player base for their online like live service stuff but at the same time i'm very surprised to see it debut at number one i thought super mario 3d all-stars would take that top slot only because of how much the scarcity of it it was sort of the beginning stuff it's not until now it's like retailers are they had so much of an overstock of those things now that they're just literally sitting on the things (laughs) i know i go on to uh some of the WalMarts that I've been into, I remember the first week I got the I got the digital version because I thought I was not going to get the physical version, and then all of a sudden the week a week later it's like, God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> end up getting both the physical and the digital version. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, let's see. Ghost of Tsushima, it did drop a bit, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy that it's still remaining upon the list. Yeah, when did that release? July. Uh, July 17th. Yeah, July 17th, and it's been on the list, like, I think ever since, you know? So it's, like, on the list now for its third month from, like, July, August, and then this is September, so it's three months. Last was part two, nowhere near the list. That's pretty surprising to me. Yeah, that thing fell off really quickly, though. Like, like June, it it was number one. I think it was, like, fourth in July, and then August, it fell into the teens. I think that was one of those games where, like, if you wanted it, you bought it at launch kind of thing. Yeah, that's definitely the type of game where it's like, it definitely seemed like the type of game and stuff where it had an initial good first push, but I am constantly seeing that game like overstocked at my, even my local Walmarts and stuff. I see a lot of the copies of that game not moving and it's yeah. kind of surprising as like, I know it's been having glowing praise by a bunch of different like uh, media retailers i mean like, like just media coverage in general from like big things like so like kind of funny ign all the other yeah major I, news sources and stuff i've seen it drop down instead of uh, it's been on sale for 40 bucks couple, like the last like week or so so i'm yeah. surprised maybe we get like a little boost in october because october is kind of a light month for games and then maybe december we'll see another boost for it but yeah well yeah at that same time though at the same time, though, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, there's other things that are like really standard here. I mean, I was expecting Crash Bandicoot Four to sell well in the NPDs. Star Wars Squadron, I did not see going over Crash Four in that regards. Crusader yeah, Kings Star Three, Starcaders, like yeah. Kings Three. I'm not too sure what this game is, but it looks it, like a PC game. It got a ten out of ten on IGN. Uh, Which I don't I've, know what. But I mean, well, I mean, there's, I think there's been like 15 games in the history of IGN to get a, 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 a top, like a perfect score. So um, actually, there's honestly, there's actually pretty much. I think there's actually a lot more. They used to give out 10 out of 10s pretty eagerly back in the day, honestly. <laughs> but not so much now. 
but a 10 out of 10 for Shitter Kings 3. I've not even heard of this game before. That's yeah, it's it's a PC game. I, I haven't heard of it either, but... Um... Must be a strategy game. Hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, though, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right, let's see. They've only they've given out twenty five perfect scores in the history uh, right. of IGN. So yeah, but still, that's that's twenty five in like what I think like twenty four. I think they've been around for like twenty four, twenty five years. So and I yeah, so that's that's saying something. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that's been like a it's like that word of mouth kind of game that's been the reviews coming out have been glowing for that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, look at this list. It's, you know, like Marvel Avengers doesn't really shock me. I, I I agree with you. I think if you know Marvel Avengers came out September fourth, three D Allstars came out September eighteenth. So if maybe if they both came out the same day, maybe we're at a whole different story. And then also, yeah, like we had an issue like that first week or so after Allstars came out, like where pre orders were sold out, you couldn't find one in stores at first. And then yeah, like towards I think towards the end of September and even last couple of weeks, like you've been able to find them more regularly in the stores. Um, so maybe a different story. Maybe it'd be one and two. I would want to switch. Um, it's cool to see Tony Pro Skater 1 and 2 being at number 4. It came out the same day as Avengers 2. So it's kind of being overshadowed um, that day. Uh, and I'm not shocked about Marvel. I mean, it's Marvel's. It's, they've been publishing that. They've been, uh, you know, you got it's a big name. Marvel's probably one of the biggest names out there right now um, that you can have for, as far as like uh, a gold mine goes. Um, so. You know, I don't know, I'm not shocked by that, no matter how good or bad that game may or may not be. Uh, but, you know, Tony Hawk coming out that same day and also being a, a, a remake uh, is awesome. That's great. You know, tell, that gives me hope that we're going to get an actual good new Tony Hawk game for the first time in a very long time, probably since the, the PS2 era. Yeah, the PS2 uh, era I would think yeah. it would be the last consistently good Tony Hawk's game that we got. Yeah. Uh, you know, Star Wars Squadron being number nine, even though it only had two days on the list, that doesn't really shock me. Um, you know, it, it's like I said, like Marvel's is like one of the biggest gold mines out there right now for as far as IP goes. Star Wars is still, even though it's had a rough go the last four or five years um, with the movie part and, and some bad games, uh, still high on that list. It's probably two or three. Um, so no surprise there. You know, Crash Bandicoot 4. With only two days on the on the be able to be eligible for this list at number eleven is awesome. That's that's exciting. It's kind of disappointing that they want to get like, they won't get a full free a full month though. I'd like to see like yeah. Like, I almost wish that like they had like you know they didn't have their launch day basically be the last day of this NPD month and they had like the launch day was in would be the would be next month because I'd love to see that like I mean who where that where that might be and whatever I don't know I mean hopefully we get like an idea what the sales numbers are. Uh, but I don't know. Hopefully so. That game's been sold out in my general area too. I mean, oh wow! Okay, sold incredibly well for both Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. I mean, that makes me really incredibly excited. I still want to pick it up eventually. But I'm going to wait for a sale on that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Being number eleven, you know, like I said, Star Wars like being number nine. Um, I think you know, like I said, I think the biggest shock is this Crusader uh, Kings three being number seven, uh, being in the list period. But uh, yeah, it's like there wasn't really. A, a major, major month. Yeah, like we had. I mean, just for the month of September, you had Marvels and Mario Three Dollars was like the, and Tony Hawk were the three big ones, and they're in the top four. So, um, and you see, still see Animal Crossing hanging around in there and at the eight spot. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really most excited to see where we are in November, 
because uh, that's going to be uh, an awesome month. Uh, like I, I can't wait till December comes for that to see the MPDs for that because we got a dozen huge games coming out that month plus consoles. But uh, another cool thing about this was uh, last uh, last month for or last month's MPDs for August, um, the Switch blew away the competition for um, blew away the Wii for um, dollars made in the right. uh, month uh, in the month of August and in the history of video game sales. Um, and then, and I guess in this month, um, the switch was this from Matt Piscatello who puts together the MPD list. He said in parentheses, this close, which I'm assuming, I mean, had to be super duper close to beating the, uh, best, uh, uh, money earned for a console in MPD history. Uh, I guess I think the Xbox 360 had it. It was like 2009. So extremely, extremely close for, for breaking the record for most dollars earned by console in the month of September. And actually, the Switch also broke the record, did break the record of the 360 uh, for consecutive months being the top-selling console at 22 straight months. Whoa. Yeah. So the three straight months that console has been selling like yeah. that. So you got to imagine it's probably going to win October. Uh, and then, it, but I, I imagine November, that streak's going to be broken by the, the PS5. Yeah. Or, unless yeah, it's just like, sense. depending on how many consoles are out there. I mean, because you know the PS5 and, and the Xbox Series S and X are going to sell out. Oh, yeah. But they're going to have like stocking issues. With yeah. Those, so who knows? Systems. I mean, the Switch still has a chance, I think. But um, I don't know. But yeah, I think that'll be the first time. But I think October, I mean, I think a lot of that, the, the fact is like Switch coming out mid to late generation is helping that boost out too. Though, where it's like, I think, I mean, I know consoles, systems, and video game sales are way up this year, but I think a lot of people are holding off, especially either they already have a PS4 or Xbox or, or they're just waiting for the new ones. So, uh, but yeah, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool, exciting month, um, I think, overall. Uh, for, I mean, I thought it was September was a decent to okay month, but uh, can't wait till the uh, next few months. It'll be pretty exciting. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, the Facebook page group, uh, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, um, any Google podcast, any app you use on Google or uh, Android, whatever, uh, we're on there. Just look up Drunk Nerds Pod, Drunk Dash Nerds, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Any of those forms, just look up Drunk Nerds Podcast. Anything like that, we should pop up for you. Uh, give us a listen, a download, like, uh, subscribe, five stars comments reviews shares shares especially help us more than anything but any of those things you can do for us will help us out extremely well um but i was your host i was tyler and i have been colonel gables until next time everyone play yourself some fun games work hard live healthy and happy and more importantly than all that thank you for listening to another episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast hey gables yep wear a mask wear a mask wipe your ass Mm. There's any any sort of advice we can give you in the year 2020. Those are the two most important things here. Bye guys. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out 
And if you like us, leave us a review. And we'll even shout you out. And Jack will send you his credit card number.